What's going on, everybody? And welcome, welcome, one and all, to episode number 29 of the Casual Conversation Podcast with Will and Gary. I want to thank you for stopping by. And joining us today, me and Gary had our good friend Grant McMurray. Now, I haven't known Grant as long as Gary, um, but I've gotten to know him over the past year or so, and he's a really awesome guy. In the episode, we talk about um, Grant's musical background, how um, he got into playing music in school and growing up, things like that. Uh, we talk about emergency management um, and what Grant's future goals are in that field and related to that. So. Um, he's just an all-around super dude and interesting guy, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. So, as always, I want to thank you for stopping by, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back, my friends. To casual conversation with Will and Gary. Episode yep. number what, Gary? Twenty-eight. Wrong. Twenty-nine. Actually, I don't even remember. I think it's twenty-eight. You buffoon. No. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it is. No. It's twenty-eight. No, it's not. Twenty-eight. Yes, it is. No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not gonna argue. I'm gonna go. With you. I will go back and look right okay, now. Okay, you can look right now. But I'm gonna no, introduce. We just did twenty-eight because uh, I haven't put it up yet. I forgot. Oh yeah. This is twenty nine. But you're fooling the people. I'm not fooling them. <sighs> Anyways, we have a guest on the podcast Another today. Guest. The myth. The legend. The Grant McMurray. <sighs> how you how you doing today, Grant? I'm doing swell, Gary. How are you? I'm doing well. Right on. <clears throat> so, uh, we like to start off with our weeks, but first, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, you know, where you're from, uh, yeah. just a little bit about you. Okay, so I'll, I'll give that a shot. My name is Grant McMurray. I'm a senior emergency management major at Arkansas Tech University uh, from Clinton. That's where I met Gary, and through Gary, met Will. So, I graduated from Clinton High School in 2016. Um, man, what else do you want to know? I'm a firefighter EMT. I work part-time for medical and ambulance out of Van Buren County. And yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's a good little brief introduction. That's a, little, we'll that's a good brief. We'll dive into it a little we'll, we'll definitely uh, we'll, explore, explore the depths of Grant McMurray a bit further. But right. first, uh, we like to start the podcast just asking how everybody's week went. So we'll, we'll start with Will, man. How'd your, how'd your week go? Man, my week was pretty good. I've actually... I had a little sniffle this past week. Last time. Something in the air. It's something in the air, dude. I don't know what it is. But uh, no, it was good, man. Uh, this weekend. Let's see what I do. I do this every time, Grant. What did I do this weekend? Uh, it's like part of the show. Yeah. Try, me trying like to recollect. Like the ones that actually listen to this, they're like, yep, Will's not going to know me what he did. Me trying to recollect yeah. what I did. And then I'll remember uh, later. <laughs> Most of the time I remember for him. Oh, what go. did I do? Gosh, oh, dang, I went man. and stained uh, at my grandpa's. I went and stained his deck for him. Heck yeah, Marvin. Make a little extra cheese, yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Got to see him, hang out with him, ate lunch with him and stuff. Did you make it look real good? Yeah, I got to go back this Saturday and finish, but... Oh. Yeah, it's nice, dude. It looks pretty nice. That's I kinda awesome. Wish I had a deck. The, uh, the, Other uh, than that, though, I didn't do nothing. 
my work. you know my mom's house has that that deck out front and they stained it you know in yeah. the past couple of months and it looks nice nice no that was all i did and then uh today's wednesday so worked oh excuse me monday and tuesday and that was it man yeah that's so all she wrote for me i'm working seven days a week seven days a week seven days a week i'm on day 18 in a row Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Wow. <laughs> Some days are shorter than others, though. Like, so there's days where I only work four hours. Uh, but I, I Are you allowed to do that since you're part-time? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but, the yeah, like, it's, it's just they, they need a lot of work at this, at this point in time. We have a lot of veterans, if you will, veteran lab assistants that are uh, moving on, it's not like they're quitting because they're unhappy, but they're they're quitting because you know they're they're moving on. We got some going to med school, we've got some going to nursing school, and it's just a it's a critical time in the in in the lab, you know. And we got new people, and we're trying to train them, so they need somebody to work. Extra so they hours. don't know what they're doing, but they need you to. They need, they need you to work because you know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got you. So um, I got you, and I need the extra hours. You know, get that overtime, baby. Going to Springfield soon. Got to save up some money. Need to buy me a laptop as well. So, dude, I'm telling you, go get plasma. Easy cash, dude. You're right, but I don't want to. Easy. <laughs> it's easy. Where do they stick you, Will? In the AC? Oh, that is. What is that? This. That's right. Yeah, the big, the big daddy right there. Yeah. So this, this, uh, this spot right here is referred to as the AC. Why is it? Why is it called the AC? Well, I think it's called the anti-cubital space. The air conditioner. Yeah, air conditioner. Turn on the AC. Turn on the AC. It's the only place. I don't want to ruin it, dude. I have a. Dude, I have a beauty. Look at that AC, bro. Dude, Sir, I'm not even kidding. Look at that AC. Listen, though, Gary. Feast your eyes. Dude, look at Grant's Feast. AC. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That's a mammoth. Dude, okay. Yes, no joke, though. Like, Dude, Will, you're, you're the smallest one, bro. <laughs> I know. Dude, I'm, I'm weak. But that's a scar I had from when I had staph infection. But that's where they stick me. They stick me there every time. And, like, in three days, you won't even be able to tell that anyone had ever done anything there. Yeah, if you get a good phlebotomist. Oh, they're good. They're all pretty good, actually. Really? It hasn't hurt one time. Actually, I take that back. The guy that did it this last time, it kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah. Dude, no joke, though. The female nurses, or I don't know if they're considered nurses or whatever, but they're more delicate when they do the needle. Like, the guys are just like, womp, hmm. and then it's in there. No, no. With me, man, I'm so fragile. Dude, I feel I like... I treat you like a... Like a <laughs> piece of thin glass <laughs> Fra- no dude glass. I, don't, I wouldn't want you to stick me I feel like you'd be too harsh no dude no people want me to you're stick pretty them. shaky though no yeah no I'm not oh, okay hold your hand up <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah my week was good uh, I got actually have some Pretty big news. So yesterday, I went up to Springfield with my parents for the second time. We explored apartments. Uh, it took a good while. We we definitely ran into some dead ends, but we finally ran across a one. Uh, no, it's not a one bedroom. It's a studio apartment. What so does that mean? Which it's it's just like a room with a kitchen and a bathroom. It's like a big room. Oh, so the bed is in the room. Yeah. yeah it's okay, like your, I got you. your living yeah. room and your bedroom is the same thing. You can cook your eggs without getting out of bed in the morning. Like, that's got to be pretty nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
Okay, I got so you. Is it, it pretty spacious though? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's not like super spacious, but for like one person. Yeah, no. Well, no, I, I think it's five fifty, five fifty square foot. Okay, yeah, like that's that. not bad. It's not, it's not terrible. I don't plan on spending too much time in in the apartment, anyways. I definitely want to get out on the town, like go to coffee shops, go to the gym, rip up the things, town, things like that. Go <laughs> to go down to the bars, streets. You know, yeah, go to bars. I want to play some music uh, while I'm there. Cause I won't be working. Bro, you got to show off your skills. Yeah, I know. I got to put together a little bit of an act. There you go. Act. Gary, some extra cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we closed on that, and uh, yeah, nice. I'm I'm really excited. The Woo. only thing is the the move in date is a little quicker than I anticipated. Uh, it's June 10th, but I'm not gonna move in then. I'm gonna go up there, you know, accept the keys, do their little orientation thing that they have for me. And uh, yeah, I mean, well, you used to be paying for it though. That's the only thing that sucks. Yeah, that's that is that does suck. But uh, oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, what were you gonna say? I can't remember. You said you weren't gonna move in until a later time. Oh yeah, yeah, but I'm still staying in Arkansas. Like I'm staying in in the house. We're we're getting the house ready to sell. And uh, I'm going to be working uh, until July 29th at Conway Regional. Uh, I gave them my notice. And the program starts August 5th, uh, which they, I think it's orientation. And then it starts like August 12th. So I'll have like a good amount of time, you know. I mean, you really don't have to take that much stuff up there. A bed, a couch. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm probably going to move in before that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, I got gotcha. you. But like I'm not, I'm going to like be living up there about like july 30th or august 1st and i'll still have some time to get up there and like you know kind of drive around get a feel for the city because it's like twice the size of conway man it's uh it's a lot bigger than i anticipated it's pretty big so it's bigger than i thought it was i didn't know how big it was i just thought it was yeah average size i guess yeah man yeah but anyways how was your week grant man it was a solid week for sure and Probably about the same amount of work that you put in. I, I I don't know. I don't want to compare exactly like hours and stuff. But man, I worked this past week and I worked hard. I worked. Uh, I I did a forty eight hour shift. Wow. And then coming out of the forty eight hour shift, I picked up an on call shift like back to back. So that was eight more hours. You know. So do your quick. I guess fifty six hours. Dang. Of uh, yeah. Of. So I get I get like thirty six hours for the 12s that i pull and then i do four hours every other day or every day in between so 16 plus 36 whatever that is i'm not good at math yeah i still don't see how they're legally doing that for you gary because you're not even a full-time employee <laughs> no, dude. dude you should it, go up there and like demand that they give you some benefits or like give you some compensation well, i mean like but i mean they're giving me overtime they're paying me time and a half for my oh yeah, home. that's true. Yeah, that's true. there you go. I mean, like, dude, I'm raking right now. <laughs> I'm raking, dude. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Chris Dele say? What is that? Chris Delee guy say? What doesn't make a dent? <laughs> Didn't make a dent. Didn't make a dent <laughs> in my bank account. Not a dent. <laughs> Anyways, 
Anyways, yeah, I'm pretty well, poor. No, dude. I'm pretty poor. I'm not gonna lie, guys. <laughs> Fifty something hours though, that's a long time. Yeah, like, man. And you don't get on the ambulance to make money, you know what I mean? So I mean I'm sure it's kinda similar, you know, in any aspect of healthcare besides a like a neurosurgeon or something. But um yeah, yeah it's it's uh yeah, it was a good time though. Um I had a good solid shift and so I've been especially with the end of this past semester, this is my last semester of classes. Um, it was a pretty stressful, hard semester for me and stuff. So, uh, coming off the end of this week, um, I've kind of been just kind of chilling, kind of taking it easy because, uh, I, I start work at Damascus at the scout camp as a camp medic. Um, I start that on the 29th. So like, that's like next week. So, um, I that's won't have much started, time. That's like, yeah, that's like coming up and I will be there until like mid July, like 24 seven. So I won't have much time to have fun and hang out and stuff. So that's what this this week has been. So yeah, I'm I'm really really focusing on that this week. Dang, a month long of grinding. Yeah, for sure. Dang, that'd that's, be cool though. Yeah, I mean it's a good experience. You've done that before, haven't you? Yeah, this is my second summer up there. It'll be it'll be a good time. It is good way to get away from everything. Get away from the radio pager and stuff, and get a, uh-huh. out there in the wilderness. No doubt. Help some kiddos. Yeah. Refresh. Definitely. Just reboot. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, well, uh, I kind of want to, you know, tell a, tell a story about how uh, how I met Grant and how we kind of got reunited in a way. Because, I mean, we definitely went a long time without uh, really... I, I would never say that we were close. Right. Uh, and and definitely recently, we've, we've definitely gotten a lot closer. So I'm going to kind of tell, kind of speed everybody up on that. Yeah. Uh, so when we were younger, my mom uh, is the counselor at Clinton High School, and Grant's dad was the principal of Clinton High School. And so we were up... Um, I mean, I, of course, I saw him at like football games and things like that and basketball games running around, little kid. I mean, like, you you were, <laughs> what are you, three years younger than me? Yeah, two, I think two. What two year did three? you graduate high school? 2014. I graduated in 16, so I'm so two, years two years younger. Yeah, two years. So I saw you I saw you running around, and you. I just remembered you were younger than me. But up at, like, during the summers, that's when we really, because we were right. all up there, and, you know, me and Reed. Yeah, and bored you, out of our gourd, <laughs> getting into yeah, trouble, yeah. Doing all kinds yeah. of crazy stuff. Anyways, yeah, there, there's. I gotta tell this little story. I gotta tell this story about the bike and the basketball. There it is, man. I knew this was coming. I gotta tell the story. Y'all, about the y'all and enjoy the this story. Bro. Okay, so I, I'll tell it from my perspective, and then Grant can tell it from his perspective because there's always two sides to a story. Yeah, we'll so see. I was. We were we were up at school during the summer playing around. We were you know playing <laughs> computer games, whatever. We decided to go outside. And Grant had a bike and I had a basketball. And Grant was doing something. I don't know what he was doing. And my brother Reed was there with us. And we were just, I don't know what, what all we were doing. I think Will, uh, what's his? Uh, Will Shannon. Will Shannon. I think yeah. Will Shannon was up there Will with was us up too. there, yeah. Which he works at Lockwood now with Russell. Sweet. Anyways. Um, and they were. I think you and Will were doing something. And I grabbed his bike. And I started riding his bike. And granted, I didn't, I don't think I asked, but I started riding his bike and he said, Hey, I want to ride my bike. And I said, Well, you didn't want to ride your bike until I started riding your bike. And so I just started, I just rode his bike around and he couldn't catch me because I was riding a bike. I was, <laughs> I was flying, man. Okay. Anyways, anyways, 
He come no, this is where it escalates, Will. This is where it escalates quickly. So <laughs> he disappears. <laughs> he disappears. I'm like, okay, you know, he he gave up. I win. He comes back out with my basketball. And he's like, hey, <laughs> give me my bike. And and I was like, no. And he pulls out his pocket knife and he stabs my <laughs> basketball. Ouch, dude. You should have messed with the bike. Good, solid eight or nine times. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like he stabbed. He did the stab and rip. He did the Ooh. stab and rip. Oh, the rip. Yep, ripped it yeah. up. Definitely ripped it up. Was it yeah. a nice ball? No, it was like one of those uh, outdoor basketballs. It was like blue and white. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, so, yeah. So my side of the story. Here we go. So, so I walk outside and and uh, and, and Gary's riding my bike. I'm like, all right, hold up. I want to ride my bike. Like Gary is like stolen my bike. Like it's a bike theft. And uh, in all my all my gallant efforts of trying to re- get my bike back, I was a little chubby kid chasing a guy on a bike. There is no way I was gonna catch him. So I'm like, all right, he's gonna steal my bike. I'm gonna steal this dude's basketball. And I was like, I got your basketball. Well, obviously he didn't care. So I was like, all right, let's see. Bring my bike back, or I'm gonna pop your basketball. He did warn me. I did. It was he a, did warn me. And he, and I he, forgot to mention, he did he, warn it me. It was a warning. It was hmm. a warning. And hmm. I definitely was not going to do it. Definitely was not. But man, I was backed into a corner. I was like, dude, what do I do? Like, Bro, already, you know how I It's am. already up. It's like, it's already out there. Like, the threat is already out there. Like, I can't back down. Oh, yeah. You, you like, already said it. You couldn't go back And I was now. like, no. Like, I was having this internal conflict of like, what do I do? It's so, like, I just was like, Let's pop the basketball. <laughs> so, like, there was, and it was a, it was probably like I would say seven or eight good stab puncture wounds into this basketball. And I remember, uh, I remember it was just like I hear like a scream, and Gary comes riding toward me, and I just remember, and I just remember like you picked your basketball up and like started giving it mouth to mouth, like to where like the holes were. You started like trying to reinflate trying to blow it, back up, dude. and I was like, oh no, like. Like I was so like I was so I was sad. To resuscitate you, were, it. you were like you were yeah, dude. You were like upset, and I was like, man, I like really hurt your feelings, and I felt really bad. So I went to Walmart. I had dad take me to Walmart like that day, and I bought you another basketball that looked exactly the same. I was like, the exact same ball. Yeah, you didn't mention that, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Did you I, said, I forgot to mention. That. I was yeah. gonna let him tell that so, part. Yeah, though. yeah. So yeah. basically, you were just being a little uh, turd head. Yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> Steal my a, bike, man. So really, you got a new basketball out of it. Yeah, I so did. you got a brand new basketball out of the deal. Uh, and I, I and got a free bike ride. Yeah, I got in trouble with my when trouble with my dad. And that was fun. So, but he was man, the principal. Yeah, that was a principal, uh-huh. man. When I got paddled at school, I did not have to have a witness. There, the, dad just shut the door of his office, man, and I got I got the spankings. And really, you got SWATs at school? Oh yeah, oh for sure, dude. For sure. That you have to tell. Oh, why, you man. Got, why did you get SWATs at school? Please Ooh. tell. Man, I was I was kind of a little turd in like my sophomore year of high school. I was I think I skipped I think I skipped school. I went to like I don't even it wasn't even anything cool. It was just like a couple of my friends were like who were seniors at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I guess they were going to go to Walmart or something, and I was like, all right, bet let's 
let's load up, let's go to Walmart, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was like at the end of the year, like the play was going on, like there wasn't much going on. So like, I didn't have class, I was at study halls all day or something. And I was like, all right, we'll, we'll just run to Walmart, get us a little snack or something. Well, Miss Smith was the drama teacher at the time. And she called one of my friends that I was with and said, everyone's looking for Grant. Well, I was like nowhere to be found. So they like rushed me back to school and I was like acted like I was in the auditorium. I got busted, long story short. And uh, yeah, I, did, I ended up getting some swats for that. So <laughs> That's to be the worst, dude. It was you running, go running rampant among the town while school and education yeah. is going yeah, on. Yeah, straight up like wasting tax dollars. And, <laughs> dude, it was, it was awful. It was awful. I'm surprised that wasting uh, tax dollars. I'm surprised I'm out of jail like right now. Like this I'm surprised that <laughs> No, that's you know that's too funny time. though. It's yeah. Hard time. Yeah. Public education is no joke, so that's um, that's definitely a loophole in the system though. Your dad was the principal, <laughs> yeah. so you didn't have to witness no and witness. Was just like I'm just gonna No and, and I'm pretty sure you, I'm pretty sure it traumatized the office staff that was working in there. Wow. Um yeah, so they Poor Miss Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Miss <laughs> Anthony. Shout out Miss Anthony. She's a she's a good lady. She you is don't know Miss Anthony. Anthony. I don't you, never yeah. met her. Will's never met Miss Anthony. She is such a cool yeah, she's still up there. I was up yeah. there the other day teaching the cert class and they had uh, she was up there and she gave me a hug. Really sweet lady. Yeah. But yeah, dad dad being principal, that's a lot of fun. I remember in junior high I needed a permission slip signed from his office, which was a plus out of the system. One of the few positive aspects of my parents working at the school. Yeah. So I had Mr. Harbor let me out of class. Mr. Harbor? Mr. Harbor. Mark Harbor. Oh, my gosh. He, he let me out of class to go get the permission <sighs> slip signed. And I walked into Dad's office and pulled up on his screen was the cameras, the security cameras. And, like, the one that was, like, enlarged, like, was the one that it – was, it was a picture of the empty desk that I was just sitting at. He wasn't in his office. And, like, he, like, got up and gone to the bathroom or something. But I walked into his office, and he was, like, zoomed in on my seat. My oh, backpack wow. was still there. No. It, was, it was it was very sketch. He like watched me on the cameras and stuff. So. What the heck? Yeah, just so making do anything. Just keeping me in check, but like I couldn't do anything. Like, I could not do anything wrong without anybody finding out. Oh too. no, the all yeah. seeing eye. It was Dang. it was terrifying. It was terrifying. See, my mom, she worked. She was a counselor, and she was just like lax. She was really lax. You know, early early on, I say she was really uptight. But then, like somewhere along the way, honestly, when I moved to B Branch, when I or when I yeah, like, you didn't have to watch you all the time, yeah. worry yeah. about you. It's yeah. like out of sight, out of mind, you know. It was, dude. It just, I think, honestly, I think it improved. It improved everything because she just like got more lax after that, and it was just a better, better thing. Yeah. So there you go. Anyways, yeah, my mom being the counselor, you talk about perks, like, dude. That, I honestly think there are more perks than than faults with my mom being. Yeah, there you but go. she was that kind of lax. Like she didn't really watch over me, just super hard. I mean, she knew what was going on, and yeah. I, she stressed my grades really hard. And I'm glad she did. That's I'm glad, I'm glad she did. Yeah, that's good. Well, like in Dad's defense, I was a little knucklehead, so like he definitely like it was warranted. Like he definitely had to keep me in check every once yeah. in a while. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. No, but so that was really the the basketball and the bike. That was really the last memory. That like solid memory. I remember seeing you. I remember you playing the drums, uh, you know, at places. And, yeah. Like in the uh, gymnasium up at the the arena at yeah. Clinton. I remember you up there, you know, yes, doing like sir. drum rolls and stuff during yeah. the game. And 
just or like in between, you know, uh, timeouts or whatever. And uh, I just remember seeing you, but I, that basketball and bike last really solid memory. So fast forward to, oh, maybe about a year ago. I mean, it was a, it was a, maybe yeah, a, it was about a year ago. I was a little, camp. a little less than it, than a year ago. I, uh, I was, I had this opportunity. I was talking with a nurse at the hospital about my music because he was, you know, I show him my Instagram videos. He's into music, so I show him. <laughs> and uh, these these uh, gals that work there also, they were like, "Hey, yo, you play music." We had this dude bail on us last second. We got this party that we're throwing. Uh, it's a opening uh, for like this coffee distributing company or whatever that we got going. And uh, we we had this dude that was playing for us, but he bailed last second. It's like in three days, could you play two hours for us for free? Basically, for free. <laughs> we'll give you for we'll give you like you know, there's stuff to eat there, and you can eat for free instead of having to pay free food. Yeah. So I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, that's not bad. And so yeah, and so uh, I uh, was like, oh, let me think about it, whatever. Anyway, something told me to do it. And so I did it, and I was originally going to do it solo, and I was like, man, I don't know. It, it, it was a combination of um, just inspiration on a drive home <laughs> listening to music, but really paying attention to like the drum in the song, and I'm like, that's, that's what I need. That's what I need. And honestly, a little bit of, of just like, man, two hours, like me alone for two yeah, hours. Yeah, that's overwhelming. I'm like, dang, do I really want to do that? Yeah. And so, like, I just got this, uh, you know, this thought that crossed my mind because, you know, I post uh, videos on Instagram of me playing music and Grant had had reached out to me a few times and said, you know, we should get together and play. And that was a kind of over the years and it had been a while. But, uh, you know, I knew I didn't have his number at the time, but, you know, I know people and figured out other people's numbers and finally got your number on this drive home. And I gave you a, I I texted you first and I gave you a call and uh, was like, yo, I got this gig in like two days. (laughs) Would you, you, if it's two hours long, would you be able to, to practice with me? Uh, and and play for for two hours, and honestly, hadn't talked to Grant in. I mean, it had been years, like several years, like several years, years. Yeah. And honestly, I didn't expect him to to do it. I mean, I've played with musicians, and there's something about it that if you like, there's you know, you don't just want to f- wing it. You don't want to be up there in front of people just winging it. You know that you don't know, and that you're there to entertain. And so I really didn't expect Grant to take that offer. And it, the, the, he gave the best response ever. Because I, I mean, it was like two or three days before the, the event. And I was like, you know, let's get together and practice. And he's like, well, he gave the best response ever. <laughs> he was like, well, uh, I can't practice before because I'm at this like scouting camp thing. But I can show up, you know, like an hour or two before the show and we can just kind of get loose. And I was like, dude, this guy can drum for me any day. You just got to kind of get loose, baby. And then, dude, right. we went. And, and honestly, 
I feel like we impressed each other and we just like musically just came together. And yeah, we're dude. Just like, like okay, yeah, yeah. Like just kind of step back and we're like, oh, you, we sound pretty good together. And uh, it just kind of, honestly, I say it took off. I, I don't even think it's taken off yet. Uh, we've gotten together a few times, and and Will's even played the the bass for us. And I just think that uh, there's something there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've we've played a few times. We sound good. Um, and I think in the future we would we will definitely uh, take take advantage of that in some type of way, whether it be playing around or just getting in the studio and and putting down some stuff and recording. Some Lay stuff. down yeah. some tracks, baby. Yes, yeah. sir. Laid it down. Yeah, we we definitely click musically with each other. I feel like so, it, you know. And as a you say, you know, musicians aren't very comfortable with just getting up and improv and in front of just a bunch of people, just like just doing whatever. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, that's a little bit different story for percussionists man we, we used to kind of just go in with it so it's it's usually no stress for us to just kind of get up and do whatever but kind of just go with the flow yeah which is what my game plan was like 110 percent there it ended yeah. up working out so yeah. yeah that is true i never didn't never thought about that because you can play like a the same beat for a different song yeah. you know like if it's the same speed or style yeah yeah like you can just give it the same kind of little shebang you know what i mean Man, it's just like nothing else other than like clapping your hands to a song like that doesn't take much you know just well yeah i mean it's you, more you, intricate you, than that well, you but. yeah you practice <laughs> up and you practice and polish it up and that's basically what you're doing is you're you're just keeping the beat of the song to, so. yeah it's a lot of fun a lot of fun but, uh, i enjoy it. you you do it you do it well I want you to talk, because I know, I mean, you did a little bit of jazz drumming, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I want you to talk and, about, uh, like, your musical musical experience and kind of how you got into, like, yeah, drumming sure. and stuff. So, you know, growing up, mom always did the music at church. She was a worship leader where I went to church. And, uh, you know, I I expressed interest to mom about, you know, wanting to learn how to play the drums, which she used to play the drums. You know, really your yeah. mom used to play the drums she did yeah the she's, baby. she's the one that taught me you know she kind of taught me the basics the very basics of it and uh you know i kind of started playing around to like some so i just put in my headphones and played the music and stuff at home and mom started listening to me and she says you know i think you're good enough to play up on the stage at church which i thought was man i thought that was so cool yeah. <laughs> i got up on church at, on the stage at church yeah. and played at probably about seven or eight years old i think is when i started playing at church Young and, uh, yeah, I started, you know, she got, me. I probably had no business being up there at seven or eight years old, but mom thought I was good and that was enough for me. So I did. And for a little while, and then I got old enough, about sixth grade, seventh grade, I got into band at school and you know, that's, that's more concert style band, like, <coughs> like timpani and like xylophone. And that's, that's your percussion there in, in, uh, in like beginning band, junior high and high school. And you get into junior high and high school. Um, I had an opportunity to start auditioning for like jazz band and stuff. And that's now I'm back on the drum set. I'm a little more comfortable. And the thing about jazz drumming is, um, it's not like reading music, like, like concert band or marching band would be. It's, uh, you, you have little, like little, like hit marks, like where, where you need to play this because that's what the band will be playing. And that's the emphasis at the time. But the rest is just improv marks, man. You just do whatever you want. As long as a director's cool with it as long as it goes with what the band's doing nobody cares you can put in the fills that you want wherever you want 
And man, that was so cool. And that was so freeing for me musically. Like as a drummer, I could do whatever I want. I was always used to being told to quiet down, you know, don't play too loud here. Do, you know, so it was just, it was awesome to get to play what I wanted. So I've really thrived in the jazz setting. Um, as far as my musicianship really improved yeah, just by like being allowed to do whatever I wanted to do. Well, see, the thing, thing is people, people, uh, hear jazz and they think of this smooth jazz, like saxophone type stuff. And jazz is just like the abstract improvisation and, and incorporation of just all kinds of notes together. Right. And, and with and that, that's from like a, like a guitar standpoint, but from a drummer standpoint, it's, you're talking about like those fills Right. You know, like the the ticket ticket, you know, like just yeah. like doing, <laughs> you know, doing the things, yeah. the things that you're like, oh, that's not just a boom, tsh, boom, right, tsh, you know, boom, tsh, boom, yeah, right, you know, it's yeah. those feels like that. So yeah, for sure, so much fun. Jazz is unique as far as yeah. you know. Sorry, I had to a, give the. I had to give the audience like a, a no a little sample of it. That's cool. Yeah. Just give yeah. a little to kind of give them yes. what I'm talking no, about. I feel that instead of a boom, you know. pts, boom, it's a it's more like a bang, 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 gang, dang, dang, Give us a little drum beat, Will. Give us a little drum beat. There you go, Will. I don't know. That's kind of bass guitar. <laughs> that was. I went, I went from the. You went to like Seinfeld to bass. Yeah, yeah. You jumped right over there. No, that's, dude, fine. I, that's kind of cool though, because uh, I never thought about it like that. Jazz is more of a, you said a while ago, Gary. It's like just a, an improv improvisation of a bunch of notes together. Like when you're playing guitar, like I've looked up a bunch of different jazz guitar tutorials or whatever, and it's the same notes that you know you would play. You know, if you were just picking and grinning, strumming along to a song, but they're just different ways to play it, like different pitches of the notes and different things like that mm -hmm. so this is really cool how you can and yeah kind of where i was going with that is is jazz and even with percussion i'm assuming like it makes you a better drummer because you learn it, it jazz makes you more versatile because it you you just incorporate everything you try to incorporate things where maybe at first glance they don't belong but you make them belong Yes. So, so the drumming and jazz drumming, it's, there's, there's a mathematical drumming and that's usually your marching band and stuff where, where you're in the drum line and stuff like that. Yeah. Very calculated and, you know, right. Yeah. It's very mathematical. Now jazz is all feel. So like you're going to, you, you got to feel where that is and like make, make yeah. it yours. You know what I mean? So that's, that's really cool. beautiful to me. I mean, yeah. yeah. To listen to it, but uh, as a musician, to to feel that is yeah, is sure. an ecstasy in itself. Mm -hmm. Dude, is it jazz drummers that like? Do you hold the sticks like regular yeah. sticks, or do you hold them to the side? You know, yeah. What I mean? Like that's. But I think with jazz drummer, I think people doing that. You they know, do. Talk about Gary. Yeah, hold it to a, the side. It's a traditional grip back. Traditional. So, yeah. So I do. I did do that. Yeah. You did do that. Oh, that's cool. so. I think. I think he just switches up the grips. Just I mean. Yeah. I mean, it, you get a different sound. I feel like you know. Just what you're used to, what your preference is. Yeah. Different drummers do different things, That's and cool. I'll do it for different styles of drumming and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he'll use like sometimes instead of like the drumsticks, he'll use like these fans, these like metal, oh, yeah, yeah. metal brushes. fans, yeah, yeah, brushes or brushes, metal yeah, brushes, what they're called. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's just I don't know, and that's that's honestly what I'm trying to do. Like I and I I think I can speak for you on this. Uh, I like to play all kinds of music. And that's kind of like the reflection of jazz. It's like, yeah. I can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. 
and and that's why I think that we mesh so well is because you also like you're you're versatile and you're in your music preference and right. what you listen to and that reflects and what you like to play and how you play and how you add those fills that you're talking about. Right. You know, you you meet you meet people on the side of the road and you say, "What's your favorite kind of music?" You know, and they'll say. What's the response y'all get most of the time when somebody's? I mean, like country around here, country yeah. like rap. Uh, not hip-hop. necessarily. Most everybody I I talk to, it's either some type of country, like not yeah. necessarily like newer country, but like they'll say, uh, what's that one? The one kind of country called Red Dirt Country. Red, they say that a lot. I like Red Dirt. And they country. say Old Country. All right, mainly country though, for sure. You know, and that's around this area. That's all that's on the radio. We live in the hills, and it doesn't come in. It's all staticky, and we have like twenty-seven country stations, but everything Dude, else is that static. That is true. So, I don't One know. classic rock station, and <laughs> yeah. like right off the top, you can name at least four yeah. or five country stations. Yeah. It's yeah. So I don't know. When I ask people, sometimes they'll say, "I listen to everything." Okay, like listen to every. That's cool, and like I definitely like it when people like are appreciative of different kinds of music but i feel like different factors and that including is the demographic of country music growing up around country music and being in jazz band and appreciating jazz music and then growing up in church and appreciating gospel and rock and blues from this area as well i really do i'm appreciative of of this area that i've grown up in and in uh exposing me to all this different kind of music i've even played in a polka band before like yeah a little starving drummer you play with whoever you whoever you can whoever will take you whoever lets you play with a starving drummer you know (laughs) so but yeah the musical versatility is is definitely a plus i mean i've i'm so grateful for that you know what i mean yeah no doubt yeah dude who's your uh who's like an artist you would say not necessarily your favorite artist but maybe one that like influenced your playing or like you tried to emulate Man, and playing, I don't know. I kind of just, that's a, that's a tricky question. So my, my style of drumming progresses very slowly, and it does, it is influenced by some stuff. Um, but here recently I've started playing guitar, like not really playing guitar, but like kind of just learn. I've learned like no, a few you, chords you're good. and stuff. You're good. And, you know, and, and that, I guess, is imp- influenced more easily. I, my favorite artist, I really like Stapleton. I like the soulful voice. Um, things like that, you know, Brothers Osborne. Brothers Osborne's good, man. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. That's my favorite artist. As far as as far as drum, I don't know drumming. It's hard to tell in pop and contemporary music, um, because a lot of them, man, they use drum machines, they use snap tracks and stuff like that. That's it's true. hard to find. Yeah. It's, it is. It's hard to find a drummer with soul that you can identify by their playing. So you know, it's it's not like a you can find a you can find a lead guitarist that you like and be like, man, that guy solos really well. But and you know, in contemporary music, it's hard to find. You know, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's but, like sometimes I mean, if you hear Stevie Ray Vaughan play the guitar and you don't even know it's him, you probably can be like, oh, that sounds a lot like Stevie. Ray yeah, Vaughan. yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Things like that. I feel like I I feel like it would be a little more, more difficult to identify with the drummer. Like it, I, it, and that being said makes it that much more difficult to stand out drumming so right. if you do stand out drumming which i mean you do I've, I've played with other drummers that you know can put a beat and i'm like yeah you can drum really well but you you have those those things that i think that does kind of make you stand out a little bit i mean you have you have a ways to go and and i have a ways to go right but uh right definitely, I definitely definitely you're 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 on the track my friend yeah i appreciate that i definitely do yeah yeah dude sure. it's like um it is kind of like that because you really you only to me personally I only notice the drums 
uh, not necessarily in country songs or any other like um, like a folk song, not necessarily. It's just mainly like classic rock songs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's like back when the dude like metal songs too, dude. Yeah, well, metal songs, <laughs> metal songs. Yeah, like, double bass. But like classic rock was when. It's like it was a time period when the drummer was still. Dude, that was a glory days like, for the drummer. Yeah, yeah it's like when sure. the drummer was still the a top dog, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. if you could if you could beat the drums, beat the skins, and you were yeah, your band man. was like John Bonham beats the skins. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Uh, that was a golden I forgot days. his name. Dude plays it, a rush. That you're talking about? Uh, yeah, Neil Pert. Uh, Neil Pert. Then that the that's actually of all time. That's actually somebody I would have probably said if I, if I had really thought about that question. Neil Pert. You know, back in back in the jazz days, you know, you have Buddy Rich was another great. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Buddy Rich. I've definitely. heard of Buddy uh, Rich. You know, I mean, just all, you know, all kinds of drummers back in, especially in the jazz era, because that's some somewhere they could stand out. Yeah, well, but. there was one guy I'm trying to think of that. Uh, is really good on the drums. He's more of like a R and B singer. Uh, uh, he's kind of he's had songs recently. Well, I say recently in the past 10, 20 years. This is what Will does. He talks out of his head. Nah, dude. <laughs> Hang on, y'all. Y'all just keep conversating. I'm gonna find yeah, out we'll fast. Conversate. Yeah, dude. Music. Uh, music is something that has uh, definitely shaped my life, and we talk about it quite often. But uh, it's just it's interesting to hear. Like different people, different musicians, different artists, different anything that you can relate to. If you not just talking about me, but find something that you can relate to with others and see like how they did it, and and it'll show you things. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like playing with you and and listening to your story. Just like I don't know, it just it just shows me. It gives me a, a broader perspective, I guess. Yeah. And it's interesting just to hear how you got into it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. A lot Quest of love. Quest love, man. I love from the roots. Jimmy the root. Fallon. Yeah. yeah. Quest love. Quest love. That's what I was thinking. Of. That's another one of my favorite drummers. Like that's I'm. He that's was cool. actually. Uh, I mean, I don't know many drummers at all, but he was like the first one I saw <laughs> that was playing with his. Uh, yeah, with traditional. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Quest love. I didn't know if that made him better or not, but I just thought that was cool. He's dude. Playing. He's he's such a soulful drummer. Like I definitely like Quest. Um, he has he has some drumsticks he's marketed through Vic Firth. They're my favorite brand of drumsticks. He has his own signature sticks. Those big white sticks you see him slinging around on the Tonight Show or whatever. Oh yeah, like those are those are the ones he's playing with. Yeah. Well, um, so that that's music. We, obviously, music's a big thing. We, me and Will, oh yeah, we yeah. We, we we talk about music quite often. And yeah. I, I'll I'll say this again, man. This this quote was so powerful. We had Drew Payne on, and he. He said that music, it's, this is maybe not be word for word, but he said something along these lines. Music isn't just a thing. It's a way of life. And I'm just like, that is so, that is so true. Because like, I mean, who, like, who do you talk to that doesn't gain pleasure from music? Right. And, and observe people that get to talking about music or observe yourself talking about music with other people and just how it connects. It is just like this thing, this unspeakable thing that is unlike anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we do. We, uh, we always do that. We have to, uh, Rain it in when we start talking about music. Cause we'll just talk about that forever. Yeah. You know it I mean? just yeah. goes and <laughs> yeah. goes and goes. I feel, no, I feel. but kind of segue into, to get off that. What 
are you uh, in college for? I know you said emergency Emer- management. Yeah, emergency emergency management. emergency management. Like, what are you in college for? What are you um, wanting to do with that? What are your, some of your goals that you are wanting to achieve in your lifetime? You know, short term, yeah. long term, mid term. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll kind of start off because most people probably don't know what emergency management is. Yeah. And if you you hear that, you might think of somebody that that like runs an ambulance company or something. That might be the first thing that comes to people's mind. That's not really what it is. Emergency management. Uh, are you all familiar with FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency? I've heard of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. I don't know what it is, though. So, yeah, so, so FEMA comes in after hurricanes and big disasters and That's opens what I've up heard of it. Yep. federal funding and stuff for, for disaster victims. Emergency management is basically uh, the preparation and response to big disasters and returning to communities to normalcy so people can continue with their daily lives after a disaster happens. So, uh, things like each county in Arkansas, for example, uh, has an OEM, an officer of emergency management, or an OEM coordinator. Um, what they do is daily plans, and then they they do preparations for tor- tornadoes and storms and uh, flooding and man-made hazards as well, um, hazardous materials and things like that. Now, the Arkansas Department of Emergency Management at the state level. Um, they do the kind of the same thing for the state and then FEMA at the federal level. So there's a kind of a path for funding to go. Let's say Clinton gets hit by a tornado again. And uh, yeah, again. and I'm I'm going to get into that as well. That was one of my influencing factors in my career field. But um that emergency management kind of opens up emergency funding for disaster victims and for communities that are hit by disasters. Yeah. Yeah, in kind of a nutshell. So it's not necessarily the fire and police and EMS, it's kind of the over kind of the umbrella over kind of everything so yeah in an emergency that's awesome man yeah that's awesome so like tell us about some of the uh experiences whether they be uh on the job experiences or influencing like you said the tornado influencing experiences give us some experiences that you have had and and are, are going to have you know every uh Every 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 kid wants to be a firefighter growing up. Every every kid likes fire trucks. Every kid likes the you know the flashing lights and all that. But um, you know my path in the emergency services start with my grandfather. My my grandfather Randall Lloyd. He was a captain on Morlton Fire Department for twenty years, and I think he was retired from the fire department. You know by the time I was old enough to really know any know any better. But uh, still, he was an alderman for Morlton, and and uh, it that kind of allowed me to he had a key to the fire station and just cause he was, you know, retired from it and stuff. And I can't tell you how many times we went to the fire station and he let me climb over all the trucks and opened every single door, you know, there yeah. <laughs> the fires went through all the trucks and man, I was just fascinated with all that. You know, what kid isn't, but I kind of never really grew out of it. Um, and then kind of fast forward to the tornado that hit Clinton in 2008. Yeah. I, I was lived, in the sixth grade. Yeah. I've, that's kind of a staple. You kind of ask people, and they all know, they they all have a story about, you know, that tornado is a big impact in our community and uh, kind of brought our community closer together, which I thought was really cool. I thought, you know, how can I make a career out of this, you know? And that was that was kind of heavy. I was in fourth grade, you know. That was kind of heavy for a fourth grader to think yeah, about. No but doubt. My house actually had some damage from that storm. It came really close to us and stuff. So um, then another tornado in 2008 in B Branch, Damascus area. Yeah. And 
Ice Storm in 08, and it, we had a whole lot of stuff go down just, yeah, woo. in Van Buren County. It was just a bad Dude, year. Dude, the Ice Storm in 08, I was up in northeast Arkansas in uh, Corning, and me and John William Hastings and a, another kid named Ford that was, I think he was from like Valonia or something. We were up, and there was this lake, and it was frozen over, and we played, like, we just played on this lake. Like, I it do was not so remember fr- that at all. It was so frozen an over. An ice storm? It was an, an ice, ice storm, storm, bro. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I was it fro- doing. It froze your brain. It was a, it was <laughs> a bad You were a human popsicle for Dude, a it week. A solid, <laughs> it was a solid week and a half where, like, nobody could get anywhere. And yeah, yeah it was a bad deal. Yeah, what dude. Power I, like, dude, I was just sitting at home, I guess. Like the the lines were like, so way like down trees, from my eyes. Like trees were, bent over, like all like it was it was a bad it deal. It was wild, bro. So you know, being it was a good time. If <laughs> you you probably would have liked to enjoy it because I mean, you go outside and play and stuff. Uh, you know, in the snow as a kid and didn't have to yeah. go to school, but you were just a human popsicle. It was like, fun. <laughs> you know, it was it was fun for a little bit, but then like you know, you're always. Want an extra snow day as a kid, but like, yeah, man, you're, we were kind of ready to get back, man. We were ready to get back in the heat, back to our daily, no doubt, daily grind, no doubt. Too. But I just can't believe that Russell and and like the the older people let us kids play on that ice. Like if we would have fell <laughs> through, because it was like a lake, it was like a big like levee type thing. If we'd have fell through, man. Oh yeah, you'd have been toast, toast. <laughs> or, not toast, toast, bro. We were just sliding around out there like it was so thick, but uh, it never fell through. All right. It's a little It's unbelievable, bro. It's, can't believe you don't remember that. I don't remember. Popsicle. <laughs> Anyways, continue, Grant. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that those storms and stuff, it was it was kind of a kind of a mess. Kind of left everybody kind of like, what just happened, you know? So that was kind of an influencer on me, you know. I was like, man, kind of dig this, like. Tornado sirens go off and it's time to run to the storm shelter. I'm kind of having fun. Like, I don't know. I guess most people aren't like that, but I enjoy storms, man. I, I've always have. And, you know, I got into scouting shortly after in 2009. And in scouts, you know, I learned search and rescue and fire prevention and emergency preparedness and things like that. They teach you as merit badges and, you know, basic stuff like first aid as well, which I really enjoyed all that stuff. And uh, I guess that's what Scouts designed for to kind of get you into a career field, kind of experience a lot of things. And, man, I really excelled at those things. Yeah. And, you know, I joined the volunteer fire department when I was 16 or 17 uh, back yeah, home. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And, and I've I've kind of been grinding with it ever since. I have I got directionalized pretty young back in probably fourth grade. That's awesome, man. Through, so. That's awesome to hear of someone that, that has because that's a that's a rarity right in in today's world man is to find a kid that just knows what they want to do yeah for Um, sure and you i i say that i don't think you ever know exactly what you want to do but you're like you're pushing towards something and like things happen as they come and and things change like it's like it, it doesn't change but it evolves it evolves into something exactly what you want you just begin to know yourself deeper and deeper as you chase as you chase whatever it is that your direction is. Yeah. That, that comfort came from me from like exploring those things, you know, I yeah. said, it's just, I kind of went with what it was I enjoyed the most doing. So, Yeah. Well, um, like what, what are some experiences that you plan on, on getting out of this, like uh, pursuing this career field? My kind of my goal, I, I'm not exactly sure what I want to do, you know, as far as specific, 
goals and emergency management. Yeah, we just talk about a kid that knows what he wants to do. I know. Like, I don't, and I don't now, know what I want to do. That, you know, I'm in the right <laughs> career field. I got that far. And, you know, um, God, I'm going to go where there's a job, honestly, like if we're being yeah. real. But my heart is in, like, local emergency management in the public sector. So, like, the county emergency management, being a, being a coordinator at, at a county level, um, kind of you meet people, you get to know people, you work with people, you work through their struggles with them. Uh, you know, something about that I just really like. You know, you yeah. you get a personal connection with people. It's a back home feel. I definitely feel that. Like yeah. with with healthcare, being in healthcare the past two years as a lab assistant and phlebotomist, um, I have gotten really, I don't know, fond of just connecting with people, whether it be my my uh, coworkers in in my department, outside of my department, whether they're nurses, respiratory therapists, and and most importantly, like the patients, um, just having so many interactions as a phlebotomist and drawing blood. Uh, I don't know. I just, I just love it. I just yeah. love, I love helping yes, people. I know sure. that sounds so cliche, no, but it, it's, it's, it yeah. makes you feel like you have an impact for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good going home knowing you did something. Yeah, good for somebody. I can see how I can see how yeah. the emergency management would be very, very similar. Yeah, you're. Like, I mean, think, just think about like what happened in Houston, right? Like think about people that had to go in like the emergency management people that are helping people through like the most devastating times in those people's lifetimes. Yeah. And just think about like, you know, Clinton, Clinton flooded back in the eighties It did. and, and just think about whoever was in that, in that role, that FEMA role at the time. Uh, yeah, that's a tragedy. We don't want things like that to happen, but when they do, like you would, you would be the one to have the opportunity to help Absolutely. people in the community go through those types of struggles. Absolutely, that's yeah. awesome, man. And for sure, especially now in this day and age, man, there's more storms than ever now, or natural disasters, if you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I started not listening. to get into deep into climate change or anything, but you know, <laughs> yeah. The, but the temperature's rising, so yeah, therefore, for sure, m- look, more much more unpredictable, much more unpredictable weather. Pretty, so pretty job secure listen, field. Listen, I uh. I was listening to your Wells Wallace dude or whatever. Is that not wild? Well, I listened to him for for one minute, and then I saw that that Joe Rogan had uh, David Lee Roth on, and so I listened to David Lee Roth instead. Dude, so I still haven't listened. On. I still haven't listened dude, to it, bro. I listened to Van David, Halen though. I listened to the David, David Lee, Roth. Lee Roth, bro. He is a lot more. Into- I'll tell you what, Joe, <laughs> dude. He just rambled the whole time. He didn't, even- bro. He. Is a very eccentric guy, a very interesting guy. Very eccentric. But dude, he did a lot of drugs, bro. He, <laughs> bro, his noodle. Like some of the things that he says, bro, I'm like, his, what is he talking his about? Noodle, his noodle's a little wet. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is he talking about? Like he just goes off, but like sometimes he makes sense and sometimes he ties it back together. But a lot of the time, you're like, what is he talking well, about? Eighty percent of the time, he didn't tie it back together. He was just talking <laughs> out of the side of his head. David Lee Roth, man. Anyways, yeah, uh, I don't know how we got off on the, on that. Oh no, I was just saying. Oh yeah, good, the uh, climate change. Yeah, climate good, good job. Good, job. Is, good yeah. job security. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting uh, talking about climate change with people. Where do you stand on climate change, Grant? Man, you know, I I'm a I'm a college student. I took I took uh, environmental science and things like that. So. You know, I've got the, uh, I've, I've got the, uh, you know, the spill on, on our, uh, on our impact, and I've seen the, I've seen the, uh, 
the charts and graphs and stuff on our exponential, you know, impact on the environment. And man, and and not just that, like seeing the seeing the the video of the sea turtle, the guys pulling the pulling the straw out of his nose. That's, oh, yeah. That stuff breaks my heart, man. So like, definitely, definitely, like, I don't know. I believe that there's definitely evidence of climate change, and it's it's happening. And uh, as far as our role in in it, we we could we could take better care of our home, man. For sure, for sure. Uh, and and. It's like there's two there's two sides of the spectrum, and you should you shouldn't be on really either side. You should kind of find that balance. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah. it's it, like we yeah we need to do things. You know the people that are advocating to for for radical change, which radical change needs to occur, but it's like it's not gonna happen tomorrow. Right, it's yeah. gonna take time because what like we have lived this way for so long, like with with gasoline vehicles and and just running off gasoline combustible fuels. Right that it's going to take a long time to do that. So it's like, yes, understand that we do need radical change. It's going to take time. But then there's the other side of like, no, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> Global warming ain't real. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like they're, yeah. they're too extreme. And then, you know, you got people saying, well, you should only drive electric cars. Well, I can't afford a Tesla, okay? I <laughs> yeah, mean, if I could... I would, nice. and it's going to be something that becomes like, more of a commodity that becomes more affordable, and that's that's where it's it's going to go. But it's just not yeah, there dude. yet. You yeah, gotta take little baby steps. You, yeah, it, dude, I heard a, a thing on the radio. It was like, uh, it was, I can't remember what it was. It was, um, it was like, don't not drive your car to work day or something. Yeah, and it's like no, it was like take your bike to work or something. Yeah, they yeah. had a day specifically lined out where you're supposed to uh, ride your bike to work. Did like, you participate, I, Will? No, dude. It's like 20-something miles away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, dang. I, I want to help, but I'm not riding my bike to work. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to leave at like 4.30 in the morning yeah. to Man, get there. Think about this, though. There are like a little, little over 3 million people in Arkansas. There are way over 3 million, uh, like 3.5 million people in like Clearwater, St. Pete, and Tampa Bay, Florida, all combined. And that's just three cities in right. Florida. So it's like we are very, very rural. Most people, like in New York, uh, like some of the suburbs of New York, even if not, you know, parts of the downtown area, you can you can ride a bike to work most of the time uh, if you have a job and you live and you live fairly close. But it's it's just a different it's a different dynamic out here. And, yeah. And traveling, I'm going to get off kind of on a tangent here. Traveling. I highly, highly promote that to people because it makes you understand the world more and it, and it puts you into perspective as to like where you grew up and how it relates to like the bigger picture of the world. Because like, dude, we think Conway's big. Conway's not big. Right. Conway is not that big. Um, yeah. Three million people in Arkansas. It's actually very minuscule if you think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The large cities in the United States. Yeah. There's billions, billions, seven billion people in the world. There's three million in Arkansas. That's right. Yeah. And think take, about the people, think about all the people, all the towns that you don't go to because they're too far and the people that you don't even really think about because uh, like that are still in Arkansas. So yeah. there's only like so many people around you. So if you're one of your really, really small, it's deduced down to that. <laughs> right. Um, take your bike to work day was not created for Faulkner County, Arkansas. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Some moral of that story. But yeah, climate change, man, 
you can't turn a cruise ship like a speedboat, man. It takes a while. It'll come around, but it'll take That's a while. That's a good, good analogy. You know what I mean? So, good yeah. analogy. Yeah. Um, anyways, so... Enough about climate change. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to get off down that today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you talked a little bit about emergency rescue. You talked a little bit about, like, what you're going to college for, all that. Um, I'm, I'm assuming, because I've hung out with you a few times... And uh, we went fishing, we went hiking. You've talked about uh, like training people out in you know wilderness settings, and so I want you to talk a little bit about that and kind of tie it into uh, your love for the outdoors because I know you, I know you do love them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, through scouting and, and growing up with dad, you know, you know, game management and, and hunting and things like that, fishing. Um, I definitely have grown a love for the outdoors, and you can't really live here and not love the outdoors. I'm a firm believer that, like, you know, it's a very cathartic thing, you know, the outdoors, and, like, it's it's a healing thing, you know, getting outside. So It's a very, it's a very spiritual thing, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. So, you know, I've definitely loved the outdoors. I always have. Um, anytime I can make my job coincide with the outdoors, that's always a plus for me. Um, a lot of what we do, we do a lot outdoors, especially, you know, the nature of uh, – emergency medical services in Van Buren County. We have the lake. We have, you know, Archie. We have um, all kinds of beautiful scenery, you know, people take advantage of in the summer months. And uh, we, we get we get outside a lot. for We have, like, wilderness search and rescues and uh, water, swift water rescues and then fireboat ops out, out on the lake, you know, when there's an emergency out on Greer's Ferry Lake. Um, I really enjoy the most is wilderness search and rescue. We went through NASAR training. As far as how to find a lost person in the woods, that's what I'm referring to kind of when I talk about wilderness search and rescue. Um, but that training is basically how to use a map, how to orienteer using a compass and things like that to, to locate a person based off the direction of travel and the last known position and things like that. Um, but all that training is outdoors. It's hiking and reading a map. And, you know, that's that's a lot of fun. I like training outdoors. That's definitely one of my favorite things. Um, swift water rescue training, we basically go swim all day. You know, it's it's like uh, you can't not enjoy this stuff. Another thing I really enjoy is special events standby. When I'm on the ambulance, I like getting out in the community. Um, like football games, I'll, we'll do standby at all the Clinton home football games. Uh, the rodeo, I did one. Um, you know, big community events, they'll have an ambulance there just in case anything happens. I really enjoy that kind of stuff, you know, getting out of the station and getting outside. So, um, one of my favorite things about working at the scout camp in Damascus, it's Gus Blast Scout Reservation, um, is I can kind of get away from the big emergency trauma, you know, go, go fire wreck here. Uh, you can get out there in the woods and kind of, I still have a purpose, you know, I'm treating boo-boos and I'm removing ticks and, you know, uh, treating sunburns and things like that. It's, it's less stressful stuff. Um, and I'm out in the woods, which I love. And it's, but I still have a purpose, you know what I mean? So that's, that's really a, a good time for me. I really enjoy that. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do, you know, being out there and growing up at that camp, I, I've been to that camp. I don't know how many summers, you know, as a scout growing up. Um, so I'm definitely familiar with the camp. It's, it's kind of a, I feel kind of at home there, you know? So, uh, this will be my second summer, like I said, out there. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Dude, I was always interested in the scouts and there's literally, like, uh, maybe five, five to t- I don't know. I don't know why I never did. It was like five to ten minutes from my house, but I never did it. 
I kind of wish I did it now. It's a lot of fun. It always, it, it always looked fun. Like when you'd see it on TV, it looked then really you fun. Would, then you would have been, uh, been one of my hiking buddies. You'd have got more of an appreciation for the outdoors. Bro, I have an appreciation <laughs> for the outdoors. I know, but do you exercise that appreciation? No. Mm. Exactly. So how strong is your appreciation for the outdoors then? Think about that. It's strong. With that analogy, it makes a lot of sense that you may have... I'm not saying that you're not stronger than most, but in relativity to what you could be, may have a little bit of a weak appreciation for the outdoors. Hmm. I would say it's weak. No, no. I mean, it's not weak in relation to maybe, you know, somebody lives in New York City. <laughs> no, it's, it's stronger than that. It's way stronger. Yeah, dude, I think you're like... But you, hey, dude, you're like making fun of me right now, and no, it's like really hurting my feelings. I'm not making fun of you. I'm, not, I'm, le- I'm leading somewhere. I'm just, just like David you, Lee Roth you led just, to something. I'm leading to something. Me. I'm, I'm leading now. No, 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 See, no, no. Now you already offended me, so now my brain's Man, turned off. Quit I'm not going to listen. Yeah, he won't. He won't quit talking. Go ahead. Sounds like you need to get out in nature. So, that see, now I'm offended though. See, I was going to say all this to say, Will, I can. Help you exercise that appreciation. We should go on a hike sometime. We're already going on one. When I, I don't know. You told what, me what day? What day? Like what day would you be able to? I work every weekend. See, that's the, that's the problem. Oh man, when are we supposed come to go? To, come to I work every day during to, the week. Come to Pinnacle with me. Just come over to my house one day when you get off, and we'll go to Pinnacle. It's in Little Rock. Okay. See, that's all we had to do. We'll climb a mountain, boy. Boy, that's all we had to do. Yeah. Okay. And you'll love it. Have you ever climbed Pinnacle? Yeah, when I was really small. Do you remember really it? Small. Do you remember like it? Um, no. No, yeah, you don't. It's time to climb it again. How can you appreciate something if you don't even remember Come it? Come on now. I vaguely remember it. Anyways, we'll do that. That'll be a good time. I hope you exercise that. Bring you from your weakness. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Go outside. I'm a big advocate. I just yeah. I, I know that I know that you are because we went hiking. We've had these conversations Definitely, about yeah. You know, just the the great outdoors. And Dude, we live in a beautiful place. We you do. can't you people can't just not like explore it. You know what I mean? People don't realize it. They take it for granted. I see it all the time. For sure. It's like they to somebody that that finds themselves if if they if they are conscious enough to look at themselves and say, hey, you know, I complain about. Uh, you know my job and I'm, I'm stressed out all the time take a look at how much you just go outside and and disconnect whether it be going into a city park if you live in the city whether it be going out and, and going on a hike uh, somewhere in your local national forest or, or national park if you're fortunate enough to live close enough to a national park it's like pay attention to that if if you don't go outside and disconnect sometimes Maybe that's why, or maybe it's part of why you're always stressed out and mad at your situation. Disconnect sometimes. Gotta I would be mad. It. I would be mad and get tired of my situation if I just did the same thing over and over and over and over again too. You gotta, you gotta go out and just disconnect sometimes. Gotta do it. Gotta big do it. advocate of that. Go outside. Foothill of the Ozarks. That's what Coach Lewis always told us. Y'all, don't take for granted, you live in one of the most beautiful places in Arkansas, on the foothill of the Ozark Mountains, man. Grish Fair Lake. Grish Fair Lake, the foothill of the Ozarks. Seriously, though, Grish Fair Lake is like one of the cleanest lakes in America. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, you don't, okay, some some of the people that listen to this that live around Grish Fair, they're like, oh, man, it gets, it gets back up and it gets nasty. Go, I, I challenge you. 
I go tell to, you. Go to some lakes in Tennessee. Go Ooh. to some lakes in Alabama. Compare. Yeah. Compare. I've been to I'll some. I'll say of them. that. I'll I'm not say saying. That. I'm not saying I've been to a ton of lakes, but I've been to some lakes. I'm like, dang. Greer's Ferry is a really nice lake. Have you been lake, to Washita? Yeah, Lake Washita is a really nice. It's nice. Lake. It's clean. You know, I, that's another thing we do on the rescue squad. Uh, we do dive rescue. So oh, that's diving cool. down, scuba diving and stuff. Um, I got my dive. I dove Lake Washita at Zebra Rock. It's a beautiful dive. Pretty clear water. Now Greer's is Greer's is less clear than Washita, but yeah, say in Tennessee, Alabama lakes, you know the visibility's. Pretty much blackwater diving over there. So yeah, we're man, we're so blessed, so blessed. Yeah. Where we do, definitely, definitely, man. Yeah, I, I've, I have been uh, to Lake Catherine, which is really just a part of the Washita River, a uh, big, a big part of the Washita River. But I've, I've never been on Lake Washita, man. I can't, I can't believe I've never been on Lake Washita. Never been on it. It's beautiful, man. I hear that. Uh, I hear that. Like the houses don't take up residence on the shoreline, so it's like all forest out, out on the lake. Most of it is, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And so that that'd be pretty cool because Gersh Ferry is more like the Gersh Ferry is more like the water sports. Everybody got houses, big houses. Yeah, it's on pretty the lake. developed. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And Washita is like pretty untouched, more, more primitive. Yeah. But in saying that. The Ozark National Forest has a much deeper place uh, and much more of an appeal, kind of a draw, I guess, than, than the Washita's do to me. They, they seem to have like more character to me. It's like they, the, the mountains are more rugged. There's more, um, I don't know, like just little hidey holes and then just things. And I'm not saying the Washita's are, are bad by any, any means, but they're, they're more rolling hills than they are rugged mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you go down to like Pikes, uh, what do they call it? Pikes, uh, I can't remember, is where those all those people drowned that one time. Yeah, Albert Pike. Albert Pike, that's Campground, it. Yeah. Like you go down there, man, that's beautiful. Down it there. is. Beautiful. Sure. Uh, you go to Forked Mountain, I highly, highly suggest if you're, um, you know, any, if you have any experience on you, you know, go to, go to Forked Mountain down in the Washita's. That'll, that'll blow your mind. Uh, so that definitely has its gems. But there's just there's just something about the Ozarks, man. Yeah, something about them for sure. And you know, going to Springfield, man, that's you'll still be in the Ozarks. I'll be on the northern you'll end of the, the Ozarks. Yeah, you'll be on the northern end. Grew up on the gotta southern go, end. Dude, gotta go try out the north side, the baby. North grow, side. Grow up. Be a grown up on the north side. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you found any parks or anything out there, Gary? Oh, definitely. That you'd want to go explore? Definitely. I've already done research and pinpointed them on my GPS. That's what I'm gonna do. See, I ain't gonna have a job the first uh, like you know couple months at least, and uh, you better start saving up some cheese. I, what do you think? I said I've been working seven days a week, homie. Get on this overtime. I'm just making, I'm just making sure. <laughs> and part of it, part of it, I hope Paxton and Whitney listen to this this podcast because part of the reason I'm working seven days a week is because I couldn't make it to Paxton's wedding. I couldn't afford that unless I work seven days a week. So. I love you, Paxton. I just don't tell you. I just do it. What do you mean you couldn't afford it? Who you st- are you staying it by yourself or what? Well, no, I just can't. Well, my the days that he's going, we're going down Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's my whole work week. I have yeah, to take a that's whole. True. I have to take a whole week of work off. That's thirty six hours for me. That's true. Not to get- mention the four the four on uh, Tuesday because if we go back Monday, I'm not going to work at four a.m. Tuesday. I'll probably 
just be getting back or not even back yet. So it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of time off work. That'd be brutal. Be brute, man. Brutal. So I picked up a lot of extra shifts. There you go. Love you, Pax. Love you, Whitney. <laughs> Anyways, uh, one of the last things that I kind of want to talk about is uh, we were just talking about this before the podcast is like creative media. Uh, that's something that I know that I am going to invest time in. First of all, well, several reasons really, but first of all, like the marketing value that you you have uh when you are able to produce something like that yeah. when you're able to tell a story and and make people feel uh your whether it be your mission or whatever it is for a product or a service that you're selling very very powerful tool so it's useful that's first first and foremost you know I'm all about functionality usefulness right um Second of all, the cherry on top, and I, we wouldn't even be talking about this if I wasn't interested in it. It's like I gain, I gain a lot of satisfaction by creating something, uh, whether it be a video with with music and or a or a voiceover of something you know, some idea that I've had or some. Just I have I have a need for self expression, and we were talking about this before the podcast. You know, you were videoing me you know busting a lick on the guitar and you were like oh yeah dude the the, the i was panning over you know and it was like <laughs> just such a good video Cinematic so we, we kind of talked a little bit about creative media and so you said that you've you've had a little bit of experience with that so go ahead and talk a little bit about that yeah so like you know i i know Southside had east or they do now well we didn't did y'all we have east did we have east, y'all didn't have east we didn't have east have what Okay, so no, they they have it now. They have it now. We had it at Clinton. Um, what is East? East East stands for Environmental and Spatial Technology, and basically no, what it is that. is it's a it's a whole bunch of really cool stuff like three D printers and like video cameras, all kinds of cool stuff that uh, it kind of empowers students to solve community problems through the application of technology, which it's a pretty cool thing. You know, it's a good resource. To know that you have that in your community, no doubt. So that you know, really cool. and that gave that gave uh, that gave me a a way to explore uh, like uh, you know videography and cinematography and things like that. So uh, you know, basically, if I could find an East project to solve a problem in the community, I made a public service announcement on uh, prescription drug abuse, and I involved Southern Southern Ambulance the. Uh, ambulance service in Van Buren County at the time, the T Coalition and Ozark Health Medical Center, and yeah, a bunch of community partners involved in a in a movie production that we made, and it went really well. Ended up being aired on I think a few of the local stations um, about the dangers of prescription drug abuse, and but but you know they uh, I I had a lot of projects that I did like that through high school. You know, just a small area of interest that I that I've pursued for just a little while but i'm seeing some applications for it and what i do now so i'll i'll have uh somebody approach me and say hey will you do a video for this to put out on social media Uh, i run the fire department's facebook page and things like that so uh, i made a video for the rescue squad basically detailing what we do you know i had some clips from gopros of swift water rescues and you know fireboat stuff and high angle rope rescues and stuff like that that we did videos of extrications and things like that trainings that we've done and kind of put it all together for a video for the van buren county fair we had a booth set up there and they uh, had the video on loop for people to kind of see what we do um but you know people like you said that's that's a 
that's pretty marketable. That's a that's a pretty big job skill that it's that powerful, people can, man. There's yeah, for sure. So you can the whole concept of that is kind of taking what you see and putting it into a display where you can make people understand the way you perceive things. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah, definitely. So you it's can a window. Sh- it's a window. You can share the way you're feeling about something through cinematography. Yeah, if that makes sense. So and and <clears throat> I mean, will runs this podcast. I mean, we talk about, we talk about, um, creative media doesn't limit itself to necessarily, uh, you know, video. I mean, audio is creative media as well. And I'm wanting to create music as, as well as you, I'm assuming will, uh, we've talked about this before. Talk a little bit about what you want to do with with the creative media. I mean, we we run a podcast, uh, so that's, that's one. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the podcast is cool. Um, audio is a lot easier than video per se. And what, what I like about it is people think it's, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it at all, you know, but it's a lot easier to get started with than what people, than what people think. Do you know what I'm, does that make sense? You've you've definitely explained that to me. Yeah. So for anyone that's, you know, interested in it, you know, just give it a try. I mean, literally go on YouTube and and type in some videos on on you know how to record audio or how to you know make a cool video like that's literally how I've learned everything I know about audio and video is watching somebody else do it and teach me how to as Drew Payne says I get most of my information political informational <laughs> yeah. how to do off of YouTube yeah no but I mean I, I, I do want to make videos like the audio and stuff is cool but I just don't know what to make videos about. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you'll find you'll find a calling, man. I guess you will. We'll see how it keep goes. Keep looking. Keep your eyes open. But uh, what I was saying that it's easier to do than you would think is that it is very marketable in the sense that um, most people don't understand how to do it, and that they could do it if they actually tried. So. They'll say an older. I'm not making fun of older old people or nothing, but the old you geezers. Know, <laughs> but you know the the older generation that didn't grow up with the technology we have. They didn't grow up with uh, the 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 things that we have. So we have more of an edge in that specific category. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So they're but they see that it is profitable and that they could it could enhance their business or enhance their whatever they're running with you know a creative media outlet that they could use so you know i feel like it is a very important skill because a lot of people want want the creative media for their company or for themselves but they just don't know how to do it yeah and i think it's important i think it's important as like us being i mean we're not kids anymore we're 23 21 years old you know um the kids that are are being brought up today like Think about how our parents reacted to us in school when they were like, they're just like tech dummies. And we're like, we can just, woo, we're just we're right. like whizzes. Yeah. It's even, yeah. it's it's like beginning to get more like that with kids and us. Right. Uh, so it's yeah, important that, it's important that, that we, that we kind of, you know, tap into and keep up with to, to an extent. I mean, I'm not going to be a freaking cyber geek and, you know, go in <laughs> on it super hard, but I, I need to know how to do things. I need to know how to, 
uh, record, you know, be able to work a computer to where I can create the things, I guess is what I'm saying. Use the technology appropriately. Yeah. Like I have the ideas, I have the creations, but be able to stay with the times. Yeah. Times are moving very fast. I never thought about that, what you just said. I now, didn't either. That's kind of a wake up like, call. Like, whoa. So we're like in the stone age now. <laughs> Technology moves fast, it advances fast. So we got to keep up with it. We got to keep learning. Got to keep learning. No doubt. No doubt. Well, anyways, Grant, that's uh, that's really all that that I have for you. Uh, is there anything you got for him? Hmm. No. I mean, you got anything else you want to talk about specifically, Grant? No, that's it. That's it. We we hey man, we we covered a lot of topics. We yeah. did, and, and we we had a lot of good conversation, a lot of good points, a lot of good stories that that were told. Uh, about popping basketballs and you oh know boy. <laughs> um, basketball but, resuscitation yeah basketball resuscitation right. we've got an emt in the room anyways something that we like to do uh, at the end of every episode is we just want uh you to talk to the audience and let them know like if they never if somebody was to never see you again uh, or hear your voice again what would you say to them what would be what would be something you would want to leave them with there's a couple of things. I'm not sure exactly what demographic your your listeners are. Just um, go, man. Anything, but, man. But really to uh, you know, don't don't be, don't, don't try and fit the demographic. No, I'm, you just do Grant here's, McMurray. Here's what I got. Here's what I got. And this is sincere. Um don't be afraid to take opportunities. Don't don't let your uh your the where you're at right now, don't let that be a limiting factor. Um there's 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 always a way to uh to, to make it happen, to kind of chase your dreams, get where you want to be, per se. And, uh, you know, there's always opportunities. You know, it's it's easy to let them pass you by, but make sure and kind of grasp those. Take every opportunity that you can. Jump on it. That's it. That's all I got. I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm down with that. Well, that's awesome, man. We... Man, we really want to thank you for coming on the podcast. We've 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 tried to get you on on before. Yeah, You've been kind yeah. of an elusive one. We yeah. We uh for the most part, it just everybody's like, getting busier, man. Yeah, yeah, especially summertime, dude. Hey, Grant just pulled a forty-eight hour shift. No I'd say he's pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, for real, for sure, for sure. But it's been my pleasure, guys. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, no, no doubt. Well. You can find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington 00 and on Twitter at TheScavenger23. You can find our podcast on Instagram at Casual Conversation Podcast and on YouTube channel name Casual Conversation Podcast. Grant? Social media, any social you media, social you know, media I don't, shout I don't outs. Know my, I don't know my handles or anything. Uh, Grant McMurray, look me up. G R A N T space M C M U R R Y. That's how you spell my name. So, and then uh, Snap is uh, Grant McFlurry. And yeah, I'm on I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Snap and Twitter and yeah, dude, look me up, holler at me. Y'all check them out. Give them a follow. Yeah, give them a follow. But, but no, for real, man, we really appreciate you coming on. I love having. Uh, you know, a different variety of people on have some good conversations. Definitely, you were very well versed in in what you had to say. Um, and man, it's it's crazy because we probably had what eight eight ish guests on now. Yeah, man, since I don't know. the start of the show, around, I say around eight, and it's just like each one is so different, but they're they're so interesting. 
And so that's what we try and do, man. That's that's really what we try and do with this podcast is we try to show people like everybody's interesting if you just get to talk to them, you know, uh, and and kind of kind of uh, level with them, have an opportunity and the power of conversation. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and strike up a conversation with everybody on the street, but if you if you get a vibe, uh, whether it be just like a you know like I play music this dude plays music or this guy you know he's really friendly or this girl you know i could see it's like like that intimate vibe it's like do go like uh conversate um because that 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 power is within the conversation you never know where that can take you it's like i have like i've said earlier i've gotten closer to you uh but but just sitting here talking to you for an hour and a half like I know you a lot better. Like just hearing your story, hearing your thoughts, your ideas, your experiences, your goals, and that's that's what we try and do on here, man. Yeah, absolutely, gentlemen. I sure appreciate the opportunity to come and casually conversate with y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, with that being said, we'll out <laughs> later. <laughs>